At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Episode 23 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute With Mary. It's a minute with me, guys. Basically, I share great tips and tricks about how to feel more confident and creative with makeup or skincare. And one of the best things that I can offer right now is that if you search the hashtag Minute With Mary on Facebook, you can find all sorts of videos and tips, and you can even see my marvelous VIP group on Facebook. I would love it if you requested to join. So just search that hashtag Minute With Mary or head on over to MinuteWithMary.com. How can grandma be racist? She never says anything mean to me about being black. Yeah, that's, that's not always how racism works, kiddo. Yeah. Do you remember how we were talking about what Martin Luther King Day means? Someone shot him because he wanted to give black people equal rights. Did grandma shoot him? No, 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 no. Grandma... Mm. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Welcome back. I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And, you know, I really long, I long for the young, innocent days of going to Blockbuster Video and and the thrill and the excitement of going to get your video only to find out that long, depressing cavernous feeling that your favorite movie was rented right that was one of the worst and then you had to settle for roadhouse (laughs) although there's no settling in roadhouse it's a fantastic film i would argue that the lesser choice was look who's talking because calm down i liked that movie john travolta talking baby get out of here with that nonsense you know as i watched this this episode I, i i as i was going through it i was struggling with how I would come up with a story because it was hard for me to relate to a lot of this until we had that great moment when Kevin remembered back to his sporting career and he realized that he was not only was he pretty good, he was really damn good, right? And I'm not going to say that I was as good of an athlete as Kevin. But I was a pretty damn good athlete, and my career, my athletic career, was also derailed by injuries and car accidents. I hurt my arm. I was a baseball player. I hurt my arm pretty pretty badly uh, as a pitcher. And then I got into a really, 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 really awful, terrible car accident where I almost died. I was med-lifted into Boston. And I was never able, it happened right before my freshman year of college, and I was going to college to actually play baseball for my school, and I couldn't do it, and I was never able to play baseball again. I had to settle with going into beer leagues, you know, for softball, and I always felt like, man, if I didn't hurt my arm, and if I didn't get my car accident, 
you know, what would it have been like? I mean, but now here, I wouldn't be podcasting now probably. And I probably more than likely would not have been married to my gorgeous wife sitting across the way from me now. So, you know, even though I do wonder what it's like, I'm, I'm still happy. It turned out the way that it did. So, Blake, can you tell me some of the details about this episode? I always can, my darling. I know. I can always depend upon it. <laughs> this one is actually called Still There. And, you know, I may be dumb. I, I can't figure out why it's called Still There. I just keep singing, I'm still standing. <laughs> uh, and the director of this one is Ken Olin. He has done The Big Three, The Big Day, Jack What do you Pearson's mean you can't son. figure out what it is? I still don't know what it is. The I, baby. What do you mean the baby? Kate asks if the baby is <gasps> oh, still there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Wow. Oh my goodness. No, you know what that, you know, hold on. Shame. Shame on you. That's what that is. I I even deserve a double shame, but I'm not going to go that far. Oh my goodness gracious. Thank you very much for, for You're welcome. making me, saving me on that one. The You're director, welcome. the director was Ken Olin. Like I said, the big three, the big day, Jack Pearson's son, moon shadow, a father's advice. Shame. Sorry, I just had to get it out of the way, I know. the double one. I know. And the writer for this one was Vera Herbert. Uh, she's done The Trip and What Now? Okay, well, it is time for the lemonade rating on a scale of one to five lemonades. I give this a 4.4. 4. Okay, how come? It was good. It was just there? Like, it was a good but it's nothing that I'm going to like write home about. I it's, think this was the same grade that you gave uh, You gave the last one, too. Yeah, that's okay. It's yeah. only episode four. Okay. It's yep. good. It's solid. I'm giving this one a four. I'm like not crying. Yeah. I'm not laughing. I'm I, not there. People are a little tense. Actually, there's a lot of tension in this episode, which is probably why it's a 4.4. <laughs> I didn't have any like good feelings until the baby was announced. I, would, I think I would co-sign on that one. I'm giving this one a four, uh, and yeah. that is probably the second lowest grade I've given. You know what it's like? What? It's like you're a fly on the wall, and it's all sorts of awkward. Remember right. how we talked about when you go to your friend's house, and they're having a fight with their parents, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I'm just going to eat the shepherd's pie? Yes. It's like that still hasn't left you yeah. thought maybe next time it'll be better maybe jimmy and his mom will stop fighting in front of me okay <laughs> nope see my argument would be that the writing just wasn't as good this episode <laughs> it just wasn't as good like the last episode this episode makes the last episode look like uh the breaking bad finale no i just think that this is awkward i think that we have awkward situations going on for our characters it's not monumental it's not like oh my gosh you know yeah but it's just freaking awkward. But for me, it, it, I don't understand the point of this episode because it, it, our characters are all in the same exact spot as they were in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And the previous episode worked to get our characters where they were. All with the exception, of course, of, of Kate, mm-hmm. you know, being pregnant. It, I mean, it is what it is. So that's why I really didn't like this episode. I, I felt like it was forced. And, I, and we'll get into why I thought it was forced. But uh, my love, what is your GBG, the good, bad, and great? My good for this episode is Kevin reminiscing about oh. his dad and watching those videos and hearing Jack, you know, say, that's my son, you know. Yeah. Um, and just even though it was hard for, for Kevin... I liked seeing that because we've all known like Kevin's always kind of been a big deal, mm. but to see this just put it a lot more into perspective and to have that conversation that he had with Toby about how he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just add this other layer of Kevin that is really good to have for Kevin, right. this pretty boy, Kevin who like, that's it. They said it like, you know, he, you just got a pretty face. Like I like adding layers to Kevin. So I was happy about that. My bad, 
oh, when Deja cut her hair. Oh, girl. When she cut her hair Those as beautiful that braids. big F you to Beth. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And Beth's face. Oh, that was remarkable acting. Oh. Like, you could see the, the hurt and oh. the pain. Like, that felt real. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? She did a good job. She did do a good and job. And then my great is that Kate is pregnant. Yay! Oh my goodness. Bam. Just like that. A winner. You know, never a dull moment for Kate. How about you? What's your GBG? <laughs> you know, before I get into mine, I, I do want to say that I always felt like those parents that were like super into their kids, like sports. Mm-hmm. I always thought they were super creepy. And I, I thought like, dude, get <laughs> a life. Your parents were. Well, no, but like. Over the top. Your where parents were, were. Yeah, my mother did kicked out. Did, did get kicked out of a little league baseball game. She told the umpire. And your dad was the coach. Your she, parents were these type of people. My mother told the umpire that he had little man disease. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, but now that I have a child myself, yeah, watching Jack look at the camera and be like, oh, "That is my son. He is amazing." Like, I kind of get that. Yeah. I I like. I'm I'm on board. I'm co-signing with yep. Jack on that, and I I feel like yeah that that's that's pretty cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, my good was listen. <sighs> I loved the whole point with um, Rebecca's mother coming into the house and telling Kate that the Little Mermaid dress could be a goal dress. <sighs> And it's not because, you know, it's terrible and mean and awful, but it just shows you how messed up her relationship with Rebecca is and how messed up her relationship with Rebecca's kids is. You're just saying you like this added layer, this other layer now of grandma and how just messed up. Yeah. And, And it makes me wonder if Kate, you know, hates her mother because she actually hates her grandmother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I really like that. I mean, this is us. This is us can be very on the nose. (laughs) It can be like it can push things in your face. Mm -hmm. And I this was kind of this whole episode, in my opinion, was kind of like that. But I liked this layer of what happened. Me too. The bad is again like we're we're we've gone through this whole episode. And every character is in the same exact spot. Mm-hmm. Kevin is taking pills again. And Deja is in a terrible, uh, at a terrible point with her her foster family. And again, Kate, you know, I understand mm-hmm. Kate's pregnant. That's that's different. But it's like, what are we doing here, man? And it just felt like so like it felt like a, a like a freshman writer wrote this. Do you know what I mean? I, I just yep. it felt very basic. Um, and the great was I again. I I, I think Kate being pregnant is is a, a smart choice. Uh, one because it subverted I think everybody's expectation. I don't think anybody expected Kate to be pregnant, but it took our expectation. At this point, yes, correct. At this point, I don't. I, it took our expectation of Kate from season one, who was obsessed with her weight, and it goes down that road. But at the very end, it says, "Yes, she was doing all this." And yeah, you think it's because she's obsessed with her weight, and it, it would be natural for that because that was the whole season one focus. But nope, it's not because guess what? She's doing all this for her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it led you down a path only to subvert that. I thought that was the great part of this episode. Okay. Let's dive in with Kevin. Okay. Let's dive in with Kevin. We're going to focus big three um, and then, you know, with grandma and all that jazz. So Kevin, 
I mean, that's really it. Telling Toby, we both touched upon it, telling Toby that he was a big deal when it came to football, Mm -hmm. seeing how much of that pride comes into play about his dad. And yet, once again, we touched upon it a little bit last episode. And now this episode, seeing how Kevin was Jack's man's man. Right. You know, the, the masculine, like the stereotypical, like football, let's go shovel, even though we're sick. Like those kind of <laughs> things. Like we're men, we do rough things, tough things. Yep. That was Jack's like big time. This is my boy kind of said. Not that he wasn't proud of Randall, but you know what I've seen? Like, yeah, because well, it's of, most like Jack, I think. Yes. Because Jack was that, again, we talked about this last episode. Jack was that stoic kind of you know just lift up your bootstraps mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna do it on my own and mm-hmm. i'm gonna suck it up and do stuff and take care of my family because we've seen kevin be able to do that a lot for his you know for kate at least right. he's been able to you know which is funny because you know throughout the episode we see jack going to kevin and saying hey listen yes i know you're sick i know <laughs> my other story was going to be that i always tell my son reese hey being sick sucks and it that's sucks. exactly what Jack said. And then it's exactly what Jack said. I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eye, my ears when I when I heard it. He's saying, "Yeah, being sick sucks, man. But the more you think about it, the worse it's going to get. So, you know, toughen up." Mm-hmm. I loved that whole scene when he is saying, "Give me your serious face, your warrior face," and they're both looking at each other and, you know, I I thought that was that was very special. That was a good father son moment. I concur. A totally great father. Then you have the other flip with Randall, who's really desperately trying to connect with his new family member, his mm-hmm. with Deja. She doesn't want him to do her hair. She obviously has been abused in some way, shape, or form by a male. Mm-hmm. We're obviously picking up on that. She's yeah. very afraid. Um, Randall even takes her bowling, and she doesn't want to give up her shoes. Which, maybe, yeah. maybe she's been in environments where you keep all of your possessions on you for fear that someone's going to steal them from you. Definitely. You know, maybe she is embarrassed by their socks. I well, mean, I assume they would have given her new socks, but who knows what's going on too, right. you know, but that is just the, the beginning when the girls make fun of her. And Randall has to talk to the father of those girls. You get to see this part of Randall that Randall probably didn't even know existed. This part of Randall that is going to stand up and almost in a stance of fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, at least the tone of argumentative that we don't really see in Randall. Right. Which fuels the Deja fire of men can be scary and daunting. How are you feeling about this whole Deja thing? Like about the whole story so far? Um, You know... I am really impressed with Randall and Beth for seeing this through. Sure. I'm really impressed. Um, you know, their their life looked perfect. They had money. They have the perfect house. They've got the two healthy, beautiful baby kids growing up. Yep. I'm 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 really pleased that somewhere in Randall and Beth's heart they said we can do still so much more. So I'm really just impressed by this couple because it isn't easy. Fostering mm-hmm. a child is not easy. And I'm thankful that this show is showing that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. I just, I wonder, I, I wonder if it's almost a little too conflicted. Do you know what I mean? I, I wonder if there's too much tension. And I find myself being like, 
Well, that's what this whole episode is, Blake. This whole episode is building. I mean, yeah. that, as I said, I just feel really awkward uh, watching all of these scenarios. All of this is building. Some, sure. This is all the powder keg being laid in a little trail. And I feel like next episode or the episode after that, the spark is going to be lit. Yeah, we are something. supposed to feel this way. Right. And then I know that we're also going to be having some tearful, amazing, cuddly moments with Deja in the near future. But this episode has such a low rating for me because I'm nervous. Because sure. I'm like, None of this is feeling good aside from the baby, mm-hmm. which still I don't, I'm like a little nervous about that just because it's just six weeks and it's just a little baby lentil. <laughs> okay. It's just it a little baby there? lentil. It's still there. Uh, but everything else get is getting, everything else is getting a little too tense for my liking. You know, we talked about uh, Kevin earlier and, and I, we didn't mention this, but Sophie, Sophie just shows up out of nowhere and she was gone the entire episode last episode. I, what are we doing with Sophie here? What do you mean? They have a long distance relationship. I know, but it just, I just. I, once again, I'm glad the show is showing that. A lot of people have long distance relationships. They're covering a lot of bases that they don't cover on television. Sure. They're covering fostering with a, with a child who's a bit difficult. They're covering long distance relationship. They're covering an at risk, um, you know, plus size geriatric because that's bonkers but it's true pregnancy yeah yeah, (laughs) you know right they're covering all these things that you don't see in television and i'm super thankful for it so high five to all the sophies listening out there speaking of geriatric pregnancy let's just talk about kate real quick this whole time after kate's announced pregnancy once the episode ended i was thinking about kate and i kept thinking man She's got a rough relationship with her mom, mm-hmm. and she obviously, you know, has a rough relationship with her grandmother, the, the gold dress, <laughs> being primary A1 candidate. At 10 years old or whatever they are. You know, I, and then like, I, I remembered, I actually remember saying it to you right during this whole thing, Rebecca hated how her mom called her bunny, uh-huh. and yet- Rebecca calls Kate bug the whole time. (laughs) Like they made it a point like a couple episodes ago where she just called Kate bug like every five seconds. Yeah. I remember I didn't say anything about it at the time, but it drove me nuts during the show because I had never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we're getting bug, 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 bug. It makes me wonder how much Kate actually appreciates Colin bug. (laughs) Because if it drove me nuts, I can't imagine how much it would drive her nuts. What I'm getting at is I love the contrasting uh, layers here that we're getting um, of Kate having a terrible relationship with her mother laid on top of Rebecca's complicated relationship with her mother. It just makes me wonder if Kate is ready, if she is mentally and emotionally capable of handling this child and emotionally capable of uh, handling a complicated relationship with this child. Let me tell you, I am just over the moon excited. Do you remember on her date with Toby when they went to that fancy party and she got drunk mm-hmm. and she was like, "I don't even know if I'll be able to be a mom." Like, well, or like, well, oh, no, that was will people even notice? Will people even oh, yeah. notice that I'm pregnant? Oh, geez, that's right. And like. You know, she, I mean, just being a woman of her age, this was obviously something that she was worried about and thinking about. And mm-hmm. I'm just so happy that she is pregnant. <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean, even me, I look at my daughter and I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, you said man. it last night or, or this morning when she was in bed and she was kicking me and I was like, please stop kicking me. And she kept doing it. And you said, oh, you guys are going to have a long 
20 years ahead of you. Battles. Battles <laughs> that I'm not prepared for. Me neither. I'm worried about Kate being prepared. Nah, screw that. I'm worried about me being prepared. Amen. Hey, speaking of that too, I also thought back to Rebecca when Kate gave her the business, you know, after her gig and mm-hmm. was like, you existed. And I remember thinking, I remember telling the story. My mother would have beat the hell out of me if I ever talked to her like that. And with the relationship that she had, that Rebecca had with her mother and how contentious it was, I kind of get why Rebecca took it all in stride and she took it so stoically. Yep. Because she probably knows what, she knows what Kate feels like right now. Mm -hmm. And she knows, oh man, like... I did it. I, I did it after all. I, I tried I not to it. all these years, but I became my mother in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and even though she probably, be- I think deep down she knows it, but I think on a on a per- you know peripheral, not peripheral, but like uh, just the top layer of her emotion, she believes mm-hmm. that she she didn't, but she yeah. knows deep down that she did. Um, so I, I think let's talk about that, Grandma. Oh yeah. Okay. The twins and Randall. Ooh, and then the. The gold dress and the basketball, the basketball and the helmet protecting his pretty face. I'll come see your invention when it works. Oh, oh my goodness. I am I am so proud that Rebecca kicked her out. Yeah. I am so proud of her. Right. And Jack getting up from being sick. All right. I'm getting her out of here. <laughs> I'm get, that's it. I'm going to shovel the driveway. I didn't know there was that much snow outside. And then when he got out, you know, sick as a dog and Kevin comes out to join him, I was like, way to go. Way Attaboy. to go. I am really interested to see how, the, how and if this relationship gets repaired. Because... You know, being a mom myself, sure. I am very thankful that we have a close relationship with my mom. We're actually physically close to both of my parents and, and emotionally close to both of my parents. And um, for, for Rebecca to have three children, not easy children, all different personalities, all going yep. through different things. It really is sad that she doesn't have a close relationship with her mom, that, that grandma can't just come over and help out all the time, that she has to, when she does come over... Rebecca gets even more tense. Oh, yeah. You could see it the instant they showed up. And I love how Jack's like, what is she doing here? Yes. <laughs> and for her to be like, oh, she's going to complain about the house being dirty. I have three kids. Like, what, what do you expect? expect? Yeah. I I think um, this is a real, a very real situation. Even though I also feel like they, they had the mother come just for the sake of having her come. There was no real particular reason for her to come other than just because. Uh, and, it, and it just so happens that there's a snowstorm, which no, just I, so happens that it makes her stay the entire time. I, I'm, I'm down with this because let's be real. There's always at some point in your life and your family when the whole family gets sick. We, I had the flu last year. Yes. We need a lot of help. We've had the stomach bug run rampant through our family. Yeah, the norovirus. The norovirus ran through our family. Gallbladder surgery. Generally when it's snowing, these things happen because <laughs> it's winter and everyone's germs. So this to me is believable. This is a situation when your family would be showing up. Yep. They would drive from Connecticut to Pittsburgh to wherever to go help out. Right. I believe it. I don't think it's like coincidental. This is like a normal thing. Sure. This, this happens to us. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you. Although I will say Mandy Moore is a fantastic actress. And her her face, I love Mandy Moore's facial expressions. Her RBF. Her, her resting RBF. something face. Oh my goodness. It's a good one. It's great. And you can tell her anger immediately. You know, on, on Outlander cast, we talk about uh, 
we talk about uh, Katrina Balfe as Claire Claire Randall Beecham Fraser Godzilla because uh, <laughs> she's got 86 million names um, and how her chin protrudes. We call it chin porn. <laughs> and I would say Mandy Moore has some serious chin porn. Uh, when she gets mad. I just feel so uncomfortable with that word. Well, well you know what I mean. Like Whatever. referring to like a chin. <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at is as great of an actress as she is, she couldn't save the writing all that much, especially when her, you know, the grandmother is there and she's te- she's saying all this stuff. I was, I was born a different time and yada, yada. And Mandy Moore has to turn around and go, you're a racist. I just I felt like that was just so no see over the top. No, I think that when you get that mad, your mind goes simple. Okay, (laughs) it really does. When you are that upset, it goes caveman. Like you, there's no way when she was that hurt and crazed by her mother. Her mother had pushed her to the extreme. She's been in her house. She's been scrutinizing her poor children, and yet poor Rebecca's whole family is sick. Okay, this is a frazzled mom. Okay, she needs a coffee. She needs an eye mask. So a bottle of wine. Something. Okay, she needs some. She needs maybe some tea. A nice pot of tea. Right? No, she just needs a nice pot. A little foot, nice a little pot. foot spa. You know those little, like, you buy them at Target, the little foot spa things that you can plug in? Yep. Sit your recliner? That's all Rebecca needs. But instead, nope. <laughs> she gets she's racist get, grandma. She's got racist grandma. So I believe <laughs> that if I was in the same situation, I would just lose it and have third You're grade repertoire. Racist. <laughs> just, I thought that was so bad. It was like uh, cringeworthy, but you know maybe that's why this whole episode was so simple. Maybe because it is the the emotions are so high and it's so yes. tense. Like I just felt like this whole the whole like I said the the, uh, the the writing in the last episode it was it was subtle, you know, um, and it had a great theme of masculinity. And this one was just so simple. It was just like. It was like... Uh, it was just awkward, on purpose, I'm like, telling you. It's like, don't take drugs. Clean your hair. Racism, bad. You know, I just, I felt like that was, it was as good as it was for the last episode. I would prefer this, was... this than if it was like super flowery Dawson's Creek words. You know how with kids in Dawson's Creek, they were like, let me use all these words inside the thesaurus and I'm so fancy and I talk like this because I'm 15. Sure. No, no, not allowed. (laughs) And I think when you are maxed out to the express, when you have an entire family sick with the chicken pox, your Mm -hmm. mother who drives you crazy is here picking on your kids, Mm -hmm. you're not going to speak like you're a member of Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Or Gilmore Girls. Or Gilmore Girls. Nope. You're just not going to be as witty as Emily Gilmore, even though that would have been funny. That would have been funny. That wouldn't have been real. And I think This Is Us tries to be as real as it can be. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, uh, final thoughts for this episode, my darling. I'm ready for an episode that will be over 4.5. Yeah. Now that I've had two of these in a row. And I have faith because number five is my favorite number. Mm -hmm. And next episode is number five for season two. (laughs) That's my final thought. You know, you and I are kind of on the same page here because I, listen, I'm not going to say that the start of season two has been an abject failure. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. But wow, we're definitely not off to a good start. Mm-hmm. We're not off to a good start because each of these episodes, except for the premiere, I think, it's been pretty damn mediocre. And when I think about the start of season one in yep. comparison to season two, I mean, what are we what are we doing? And like, I hear a lot of people always say, "Well, you know, this show, this show at fifty percent, it's it's better than half the shows out there." 
no, no, no. I hate when people say that. Like, you know, a half good episode mm-hmm. of Outlander is better than the, the million CSIs or a half good This Is Us is better than any other show on the market. No, you can't. You can't do that because you do apples to apples. You you have to compare it to itself. You can't. You can't. Every show has its place, right? I agree. And I just, I just think, you know, your brain just stopped. No, I'm because you know I think we, (laughs) I've been getting a lot of ponies in, in this season, and I want horses. Okay. I want horses, not ponies. They're coming, though. And that's what I need you to understand, is that this is all building up for a reason. We are going to learn about Jack Pearson's death, no doubt, very soon. We're mm-hmm. going to get so many horses. Whether or not Kate's pregnancy is going to uh, come to fruition, I don't know. That's going to be a horse, okay? The whole thing with Deja, it's going to bring a horse. <laughs> the ho- the freaking horse parade is coming, baby. Can we can we say that horse not, horses, not ponies, can be the next commandment of This Is Us too? I want horses, not ponies. I think you're getting them next episode. That's my hot take. Even Randall, the human spackle, uh, nope. can't can't save these ponies. I'm, I'm, no, I'm telling you, man. Okay, I'm right. telling you, it's uh, next uh, episode. I will feel in a spark. I will co-sign. Um, as for Puzzle Watch 2018, no new additions, nothing, not yet. But are you ready for? Do you have any hot takes of the week? Okay, yes, I do. I do. Oh, all right, hold on. All right, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I hit it. Is the hot take for Puzzle Watch? It, it could be. Oh. No, Puzzle Watch is about breaking down what we saw okay. and if, if it somehow fits into the puzzle of Jack's death. Well, I'm wondering if Kevin took some pills and it made him fuzzy and somehow that led to Jack's death. Oh, that, see, now that is a good hot take. Thank you. That is a hot, that's a burning hot Thank take. Thank you. Wow. Well, you know, I have a couple of takes myself. I wonder, it, kind of along the same line, Kevin already had an addiction problem, yep. which is kind of why he's like his dad, which probably... I don't think the, he already had. I think he is wary. Well, no, but let me let me, okay. let me finish. I think he might have already had an addiction problem, which I think probably helped lead to the divorce with Sophie for the first time. He cheated on her. I know, but why would he be cheating on her? Because he was all hopped up on coke or whatever. Who knows, right? Oh, he's in Hollywood. Maybe he's doing LSD. Maybe he's taking some lewds, making some bad decisions. I don't even know what all these words mean. <laughs> but I think that's why he was so reluctant to take pills the first time. Okay. And I... I this is I, just a hot take. This is just your theory. I just... I hate the fact that we ended the last episode with him taking pills and he's like, no, I don't want to take them. And then he just ends up taking them anyway. And it's just like, what are we doing? Uh, never mind. Anyway. Nancy was in a lot of pain. The the second <laughs> one... Um, I think he I think he already knows how it makes him feel and it's fuzzy and he already knows it and he hates it and that's why he doesn't want to take it again but ends up giving in because he knows he has to and he knows what it's going to do to him. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a good thing for Kevin. It's I agree. Be, I'm telling very you, bad. this is the powder keg. It's coming. The horses are coming. And then the last one, my, my second hot take is, I, and this is a blazing hot take too, I don't think Deja is long for this world. I don't think she's sticking around on this show. I disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna do fifty fifty because I'm gonna disagree. I think she's here to stay. All right. Well, that's fine because you know what? If you're right, if you're right, you can say whatever you want about me on the podcast. Because I don't think Randa would give up. And, and I don't think it's gonna be her. It's I don't think it's gonna be his fault that she goes away. I think it's something that she's gonna do. Where they have to take her away. And I say that because, it, you know, the Deja thing is a great little detour for now. It, I think it provides tension, but there's a lot 
of tension. And I think it, it does provide a good thematic building place from last season for Randall and the Pearson family. But there's just so much tension. It can only last so long. So either she gets along with the family or she goes. She I'm leaves. I'm disagreeing completely. And and I think she goes back to her mom. I think she's the complete opposite of William. I think she gets to stay, but it isn't harmonious like how William was right away. Oh, you see, now that would be great. That'd be that'd be a good wrench to throw throw in the whole fire. But though that but this I is think, the perfect Pearsons. I don't know. They're I, perfect, and I think that they need to make them a little bit more real. But, but don't you think the tension has to ease up a little bit? Because there's a lot. I mean, she's it, cutting her freaking hair off. This I don't even think we've seen the the. I don't think we've scratched the first surface yet. <laughs> All right, my love, are you ready to close out this bad boy? Yes. All right, let's do. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We're going to keep cranking out these episodes, but you know what helps so much more is to let other people know that you're listening. And one of the best ways you can do this is head on over to your iTunes, leave a written review or whatever podcast app you listen to. Library Girl 36 gave us a shout out on iTunes. Want to thank you. She said, feels like a discussion with friends. Mary and Blake provide a forum for exploring in-depth character development, plot TV, structure, and life. Thank you. Thank Thank you. You You know, it was just, it's just been so fun to chat about this show. And I'm getting really excited that we're going to be watching it in real time with you all. So make sure that you let your friends know. This is a very common show. A lot of people watch it. So give us a mention on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and just say, hey, check out. This is us too. But for now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us too.